Hi, welcome to the Boom Clap Podcast. We've got Rita here starting me off today. We are going to talk about values. And before we get started, I just want to kind of go over some thoughts from the last couple days, how I've been feeling. And um, I know Cecily can echo that she's, you know, thought of some of the same things anyway. Um, the last couple days, I've just been thinking, you know, Cecily and I have talked about starting this podcast for quite some time. And we've been very excited about it. But with excitement, sometimes there are always, or not always, but sometimes there comes a little bit of reservation. And over the last couple of days, I've had that reservation um, in my heart a little bit and just sort of annoyed with myself. Like, who am I to think that I should start a podcast or I should be someone that anyone listens to? Um, there's so much noise in the world. Why should I create more? And... Um, I, I was thinking about different podcasts I listen to and how sometimes um, when I think of things, sometimes I don't translate it into words really well because I'm a very visual thinker, if that even makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. So I was thinking about how sometimes I listen to podcasts and uh, it comes across as bullet points or a checklist. And it's just like kind of blah. And it's it's not something that I can physically feel when I'm listening to it. And then I listen to other ones and it comes across as almost a picture and a color picture. And I know what the person's saying and thinking and it comes across as a feeling to me and it um, initiates change and thoughts and um, makes me feel how I want to be and what I want to do. And that's what I want to convey to people. That's how I want people to be able to listen to this. I want it to be in color for you. I don't want it to be black and white and bullet points. And So anyways, thinking about that, you know, Cecily brought up that we should dive into values today. And I was brought back to my excitement that I had lost over a few days of why we even are starting this in the first place. So I think when you think about 2020, uh, it's a year that we could describe as rocking the boat for a lot of us. Um, It shook a lot of people because I think we were kind of going through lives, uh, our lives just... um, going through the motions, I guess. And then 2020 hit and everybody was shook up. Uh, There wasn't anyone who was unaffected um, in some way by the changes that were brought forth via the government, the virus, everything was just shook for people. And so there was a point that um, school was getting ready to start back up in August. And I've been pretty vocal about things that were happening in the world. And I was bombarded in August by uh, messages from mothers worried about sending their kids back to school. You know, not sure what they should do via, a, you know, a health standpoint, uh, whether it's whether that was their concern, whether it was should I homeschool my kids because I don't want them in masks. They were just all asking me, what should I do? And I was preparing to be on another podcast at that point. And it hit me one day that, like, I can't tell these moms what to do. I don't know what is right for you. You know what's right for you. But I can lead them on how to determine what is right for them. And that stems from their values. And it just hit me that so much of what we are experiencing in 2020, yes, is hard. There are hardships. But so many of those things were made harder because people didn't know what their values were. They had Mm. beliefs. They had values. But they weren't rooted deeply enough that they were able to use those values to base their decisions on. 
And it was just interesting to me um, how there are problems of the world, there are problems of our lives, and often those problems intersect. Um, mm. But problems are solved more easily when we know um, our values because we use our values to solve our problems. And I think that also um, sometimes problems aren't as severe in our lives if we are living within our values. And for me, um, I really, I really just believe like with everything, you're either um, living your values or you're living someone else's because the way you're living is revolving around something and it's either what you value and what you believe or what somebody else values and believes. And those are what you're basing your decisions on um, and how you're living. And so I'm really excited to talk about this topic today. And I hope that it just makes you think deeper and dive into what you believe, what you value and where that comes from. So Cecily, do you want to hit us with a definition? Yeah. And you just set me up perfectly for it. (laughs) So the values definition I grabbed from the Cambridge English Dictionary, and it's defined as the principles that help you decide what is right and wrong and how to act in various situations. And isn't that great? (laughs) Like That's exactly what you were just talking about. Like There has been so much confusion about how to make decisions. And I think like for a lot of the population, and honestly, I have been this way as well. And that's probably a story for another day, but there is a large chunk of my life where I was just living um, for values that were not my own. And the only reason I was doing that was because I didn't know what mine were. I wasn't rooted in something. So, so many of the decisions that people are trying to make today, they don't know where to begin because they, they don't have that Um, those values set in stone. But the interesting thing is if you were to maybe ask um, someone what their values are, they might be able to just rattle off a list without thinking like, oh yeah, totally God, faith, family, um, my friends, my work, you know, and they would just have this basic list of values that they would list off. But when you dig a little deeper, it's like, okay, is your life reflecting those values? Do you do you actually understand what those values mean and how they should be playing out and how they should be affecting your decisions? So I think there's a real disconnect between actually, you know, saying your values and understanding and living those values. Yeah. I that's exactly the problem. I think people have a shallow I think it's shallow versus rooted. You know, you mm-hmm. you can rattle off, like you said, a list of things that are valuable to you, but mm-hmm. are they really valuable? Um, are you showing that? And something you always talk about, Cecily, is priorities mm-hmm. and that your priorities reflect your values. Your values are <laughs> what you prioritize. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if you want to dive into that a little bit as well. Sure. Um, So yeah, priorities is something I talk about a lot. And it's actually interesting because I was talking about priorities before values, but it just comes down again. It was me missing the mark, right? It's the cart before the horse, really, because without values, we don't have priorities. So I mean, I can write a list of things to do as I do every day. I am a major... I use a planner. Rita does not. So she might not relate to this as much, but every night before I go to bed, I like write a list of the things I have to do um, and I will prioritize them. And so I have systems for prioritizing, but the thing is those priorities should only 
be categorized according to our values. The values come first and they dictate the priorities. So I have a definition for priorities as well from that Cambridge English Dictionary. And priorities are defined as something that is important and must be dealt with before other things. So this is where it can get kind of painful for a lot of us to actually look at how we're spending our time, how we're spending our moments what we're pouring into our brains, what we're consuming, um, like content wise, um, and otherwise, um, in our lives, because our priorities should be reflecting our values and our priorities must be dealt with before other things. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the gist on priorities there. Yeah. I know my life always feels better when I'm taking care of my priorities Mm -hmm. and, it's interesting, like, I don't know, I, I will keep going back to this, but I've really learned about myself over the last couple of years that I really have a lot of feelings and pictures, and it's mm-hmm. sometimes words are hard, but um, I just, I realize that my life feels so calm, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like a tree, like, that is unfazed by the wind. You know, when I am living in my values, I know what I'm doing. I know what um, my purpose is. I am prioritizing the right things. I feel mm-hmm. not, I'm, I know I realize that I am definitely not in control of my life completely, um, right. <laughs> but I feel like there is a sense of, you know, still and calm in my life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Describing that to someone who doesn't even know that they aren't rooted in their values is very, Mm -hmm. very hard. And Mm -hmm. so I hope that you're listening to this and you can really take a step back and look at your life and reflect like, do I know what my values are? Am I rooted in them? Where do my values come from? Because I think that a lot of the chaos that's going on in the world and the anxiety people are experiencing goes away when you cut out the noise and Mm -hmm. just realize like, okay, I have a decision to make for my family Mm -hmm. where, you know, what decision feels best? Like which one can I close my eyes and think, okay, that that's right. And then Mm -hmm. why does that feel right? Is it Mm -hmm. because I am, you know, living, living within my values that I know where they come from, and I am prioritizing the things that are important to my family, where we want to go, mm-hmm. um, what we want our life to look like. Yeah, that's good. And like when I hear you talking about being rooted and feeling like a tree, like what comes to my mind is like a foundation, like you're standing on a firm foundation. And you know, you can think of the story in the Bible of the house building um, being built on the sand or being built on the rock. And obviously one is built to last and one is not. And it makes me think of the constantly changing values of our culture. And if you're not firmly rooted in your values, and if you don't have that firm foundation, it is going to be bumpy, <laughs> right? Like, because of the fact that the values of a culture, they they change. Um, and we are experiencing that a lot right now over this past mm-hmm. year. Um, so of course, people are going to be more confused than ever if they don't have that foundation. Yeah. I was thinking before we started, you know, just headlines from the last year, just mm-hmm. news headlines. Like, 
so much talk about health. Um, people discussing, you know, taking care of their health and those the ways that they were discussing taking care of their health. Well, you know, have you been prioritizing that mm-hmm. in the past? Um, right. what, yeah. Do you actually value your health or are you mm-hmm. just scared right now? Yeah. Are um, your actions showing that you value yeah, them? Yeah. yeah. And then I was thinking about, you know, the mass conversation. Mm-hmm. Churches have been in the headlines, you know. Mm-hmm. Churches haven't been able to get together or mm-hmm. they have chosen not to get together, one of the two. Um People had decisions to make. I just went to a budget meeting for my church last night, and you know, we were discussing some things. And one thing that was brought up, you know, there were churches in our area that still aren't getting together. Um, Mm -hmm. And our church has been getting together since May. Mm -hmm. Um, We just said, you know, we're going to open up. And that was a decision when I was thinking about today. That was a decision based on Mm -hmm. a priority of Mm -hmm. being in fellowship together. Mm-hmm. and values that we have as a church. Mm-hmm. And so I just I think it's interesting to think about all of these things. You can look pick out any headline, pick out anything that's been discussed and debated. It is much easier to make a decision that is rooted within your values that affects the people around you in a positive manner when you know why you're doing that, you know? And then you can make a decision based on that. I think yeah. I was just – I'm not saying any church is wrong for not getting together. This is just an <laughs> yeah. example. I'm yeah. just saying, you know, our church made a decision and we're comfortable mm-hmm. with it. And nobody has to come, but people that want to come can. And this is just one example of a decision that was made um, with our values and priorities in mind. That's really, really good. And actually – it kind of opens up an opportunity for me because our church is not open yet and we're not permitted to open either here where we are. Um, Some churches have chosen to open, but they are incurring extremely hefty fines and it's become super political and it's causing a lot of division because people are looking at the churches that are um, going against what the government has asked us to do. And it's actually creating quite a, a bitter stain on Christianity So it's been interesting. And I think this really points out that even if you are firmly rooted in your values, there's going to be times where it's still muddy, you know, and you're going to think what is the best way to move forward in this? There's not necessarily going to be a perfect way to move forward, but what is the best way for me as an individual, for me as my family, for us as a community to move forward? Um, Because there's never going to be necessarily a perfect way. And so, yeah, our church is still closed and that's okay. So we're, we're having our online services, but we are trying to be intentional about how we are um, interacting as a church and just keeping in mind that our church is not a building, very, very much so in our church's case, <laughs> because we're multi-campus and my campus actually meets in what's called an agricultural hall. <laughs> like It's a gym essentially. And um, just remind remembering that like our church is not a building. It's it's made up of me and it's made up of you and it's made up of all the different people that have Christ living in them. We are the church. And so we're trying to be intentional about meeting in other ways, going for walks, worshiping together, um, reading books together and discussing them. So, you know, we haven't chosen to open, but 
we're still trying to move forward in a way that's rooted in our our values. So it just it's kind of interesting because your church has done something different than our church, but it just shows how it can be muddy and it's not always clear cut, but there is always a step you can take that's rooted in your values. Yeah. And like you said, it can be muddy, but I think values mm-hmm. were made for times that are muddy, right? Oh, I yeah. think that it's easy to do, quote, the right thing or mm-hmm. live within your values when things are easy. Those mm-hmm. values and knowing the roots of those are mm-hmm. most important when things are hard and when it is muddy yeah. because that's yep. when you know push comes to shove and you have to know what you believe, mm-hmm. right, yeah. and why you believe it. Yeah. And I don't know. I just I just been thinking back to all the conversations I've had this year and mm-hmm. how I, I don't want to say things have been easy for me or I haven't had any feelings of anxiety, mm-hmm. but I've mostly been calm and positive yeah. in a very negative situation that I don't think is going anywhere good. I don't mm. think there's <laughs> yeah. anything good coming from this. Yeah. yeah. Um but I still see, quote, the light at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. even though I don't think it's like, do you know what I mean? Is that even make yeah. sense? Like, I don't think oh, there does. is, quote, light at the end of the tunnel. But I think that, I um, I think that um, you can remain positive because mm-hmm. you know why you're doing what you're doing and you can feel yeah. good about what you're doing because yeah. you're living the way that you know is right and yeah. good and true. Yeah. So, well, and I mean, that opens up a, a like a really big discussion because people might be listening to this and being like, well, if things aren't getting better, then how is there light at the end of the tunnel? And I think we need to talk about where that light comes from. And yeah, <laughs> like I know for myself, and I think I can speak for you as well, yes. that our top value is our relationship with Jesus and that even though things on earth are a mess, there is so much light because of him. And that is where our hope comes from. And my kids and I, actually, we were just reading, we've been studying Africa, and we just read a book called A Long Walk to Water um, based in Sudan. Um, Just an amazing little tiny short read, but it was really, really good. And oh my gosh, where am I going with this story? What were we just talking about? Light at the end of the tunnel. The light at the end of the tunnel, right. <laughs> and so um, Rita and I talk about this, how our brains often forget where we're going mid-sentence. That's that's proof right there. But anyway, the light at the end of the tunnel. And the main character in this book, and it's a true story, his name is Salva. And he was one of the lost boys of Sudan. And so many of them perished. They died of starvation or malnutrition or lion attacks or um, just the civil war. Um, and he ended up moving to Rochester, New York after being in refugee camps for years and after trekking across, across three countries in Africa. And he ended up, um, going back to Sudan and, and drilling wells and seeing just the hope that a well can bring to people. And when he was interviewed, I mean, he's done all sorts of talks. He says what kept him going And what kept him alive was his hope and his faith. And he um, dictated examples of 
the people that perished, the people that died were the ones that lacked hope. They were the ones that lacked faith. And he credits his survival to the fact that he always had hope and he had faith. And I think that just speaks to the fact that you need to, you need to understand those values. And from that comes your hope and your faith. And and that brings a lot of life. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's you should good. read it. If anyone hasn't read that book, you should really read it. All the kids loved it too. Yeah, that's good. Um, I don't know. I just really hope people get out of this today, you know, how important it is to be rooted. And mm-hmm. I, I guess, like you said at the beginning, Cecily, people can rattle off a list Faith, mm-hmm. you know, I, I value being kind to others. Um, why are you? Why do you value being kind to yeah, others? Why? Where does that yeah. come from? Always um, dig deeper. Knowing why you have those values, where it comes from. So I just hope that today, I don't know, get roots our podcast too, right? Um, oh yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. So, so I thank you guys for listening. Um, you can find me Rita at um, RitaRogersCo.com or on Instagram at Rita Rogers Co. Yeah. And you can find me, Cecily, at thegracetogrow.com or on Instagram at cecily.vicky.